0: We might take on a bigger office we might hire two more staff there's going to be an upfront cost of that but we hope that that's going to generate more revenue starting in month six and you can go and put that in as another scenario and just see the cash dipping down more, more than it's comfortable but then starting to come up again and that's when you can start thinking oh, at the end of the year i'm going to be able to take some drawings out of the business that I haven't been able to do. It's about giving that confidence uh, without constantly worrying about it again, sleeping at night.
1: You're listening to the bookkeepers podcast sponsored by GoProposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is GoProposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardised pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeeper's Podcast. Hi and good morning and welcome back to Bookkeeper's Bootcamp. We are on day three of bootcamp. I can't believe how quick it's already going. Tomorrow is our last day. Today we have three fab sessions. This morning we've got Colin Hewitt from Float. Hi Colin. Hey Joe. <laughs> and then at 1pm we have Charlie Day Sales as that she's known. Um, she is the sales queen expert and we're going to be talking to her about how we sell in a recession. And then this evening, me and Zoe will be back for the third piece of our training and to let you know how you can work with us even more. So for now, let's get in to cash flow with Float. Remember, everyone, good morning. Uh, Let me know if you are here live. Hashtag live if you're here live hashtag replay if you're watching this on replay. Good morning, nice to see you all. Hi Laura. Remember to enable StreamYard so I can see who's joining. And please feel free today to ask any questions that you have with regards to uh, cash flow forecasting. Um, Colin is more than happy to answer these questions for you. Um, So Colin, hi and welcome to Bookkeeper's Bootcamp. Would you like to let, let us all know who you are and what it is you do?
0: yeah so uh we started float uh, about 10 years ago now and uh it was really uh came out of a need that i had from running my own business which was a digital agency and you know we were getting this these reports from our accountants and just couldn't uh really make sense of them and all i really wanted to know is can we make payroll next month uh what happens if we take on another member of staff And I was doing this all on spreadsheets and just figured, look, there's got to be a better way. So that's where we got to. And uh, 10 years later, we're we're, uh, still feel like we're just scratching the surface of what's possible with cash flow.
1: Absolutely. So um, I am a Float user. I use Float for both my businesses and then for all my clients' businesses. So I'm a big fan and I, I log into Float daily um, and it really does give me that peace of mind. But for people that um, are new to bookkeeping, uh, maybe they're studying and they, they don't know what cash flow forecasting is. Could you give us a little bit of an overview of what it is?
0: Yeah, um, and so just to say as well, my wife is a bookkeeper, so um, she and she's our bookkeeper, and uh, as well. So I, I, you know, she, I've I've got to see some of the life of a bookkeeper from from that side. And you know, at the beginning of starting float and my other business, I was doing all our I, we zero, and I was using all our uh, doing all the bank rec and that kind of thing. But really, cash flow is about uh, just helping businesses understand you know most accounting platforms stop today you know they they kind of have this here's where you're up to today uh but what what we really want to know is what happens tomorrow so uh all the things that can be as a business grows all the things that you know, you're maybe keeping in your head you're looking at your bank balance thinking i've got you know 10,000 in the bank but i've got this to pay this to pay this to pay tomorrow I've got this other in- income coming in but once you start if you're doing that on the back of an envelope for too long it just it starts to become too hard to keep track of so what if you could have this system which just knew everything that was in your accounting software and then you could add in all the things that are coming up and you know, whether those are actual invoices and bills to pay or whether they're budgets things that you know you're going to be paying um, like a payroll or um, a vat bill or just a marketing expense as well so it's really We use a method called the direct method of um cash flow which is different to the you know a longer term forecast where you may be doing a three-year forecast for a bank so we're trying to get in flow we want to know every if every invoice and bill has an expected payment date we should be able to predict the bank balance to the day and that's the kind of exciting part which just gives you that sense of control and our our mission at Float is to give businesses confidence about their numbers and, and make be able to make confident financial decisions. Um, so we're really about the short-term accuracy and making something that you know just gives that peace of mind. People call it the sleep at night factor. Um, mm. you know, I, I'm not turning over in my head, oh gosh, am I gonna be able to pay that? Because I've done it all, I put the figures in and I know. And as soon as something hits the accounting software you know, that's coming into Float as well. So you've mm-hmm. got that sense of, uh, you know, you've got that sense of knowing and and really, yeah, you can do it in a spreadsheet, uh, you can do it on a piece of paper, but I, I think as a business is growing, there starts to become, you want to start to try and find a system that can do it for you.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I have tried multiple different systems and it's something, there is simplicity in Float that... Um, makes it very user friendly. And, you know, for me, I work with salon owners who are notoriously, they will all say, I don't like numbers, I don't don't show me a spreadsheet, you know, they'll be overwhelmed by that. But they all get on with float. And, um, and our aim in our business is to enable our clients to use float how I use float in my business, because I know, for me, it's that bringing together, like you say, of the accounting software where we've got the actual facts and data and then forward thinking. And I like to kind of go worst case scenario on sales, um, you know, and worst case scenario on expenses. So I, I'm, that's just that's how I am. And that's the beauty of it. If you if you're not like that, if you don't want to. I, I like to know if it's going to be bad how bad is it going to be and then i can make a plan for it that's how i work but everybody works differently and some people use it as like um a dreaming like goal you know they put and you can do different scenarios as well so you can have you know that really optimistic um you can have the kind of middle of the range and then you can have the pessimistic view and you can have a look and say okay So I can see all these different, and I like to call it, I I love that you called it the sleeping at night effect. But I always explain this to my clients as like a crystal ball. It's like, if you had a crystal ball and you could look into the future of what was going to be in your bank account in six months time, this is what float does for you. You can literally go and say, oh, okay, that's where it's going to be. And I think the power of this is actually um, when it's bad, you feel better for knowing it's bad because you already know it's bad you already in your subconscious know that you've not got enough money at some point in time but you're just not sure when that date is but when you give it a date and then you think okay all right i've got six months to sort this out you feel better about knowing it rather than just having this inkling that oh my god, i know i'm gonna run out of money but i don't know when and i don't know how bad it's gonna be um and i've seen so many business owners do that back, back of the envelope thing I've sat in like really really big like lovely posh uh and sat with the CEO and he's bought out a bit of an envelope not even a full one and he's like because there wasn't a, and I'm talking like 10-15 years ago um when there wasn't this kind of software and these business owners aren't always excel spreadsheet you know they're like thinkers and Uh, visionaries and they don't want to use a spreadsheet but they can use a pen and paper um and and it's um it's amazed me that how having this software um just really has empowered people to make decisions about what their next steps are and that is so important in business because otherwise you can be paralyzed can't you absolutely paralyzed
0: yeah, um, absolutely. And I, I think what's interesting for us is, you know, it has been a 10 year journey because I think we started out thinking this was a solution for accountants. Um, and we started trying to go and sell by accountants and I'm thinking that this would be something that they would offer. But actually what we realized is accountants from, a lot of times they're too distant from the, the day-to-day um, runnings of a business to be able to do this really well. You know, they can prepare a three-year budget um, which looks all nice balance sheet PL, all of that but a business that's kind of just um you know getting off the ground growing uh they need something more you know they, they understand more and so this is really a tool for the small business and for bookkeepers who kind of when they combine their knowledge uh it's just a really powerful solution so you know, that's that's the exciting thing that we're realizing is it's it's actually not really aimed at accountants. It's more aimed for business owners to be hands-on with, with someone like the bookkeeper to be keeping them right. So it's not something that you feel like, oh, I can't get involved. And in. it's absolutely the thing that it's just, it's operational, you know, it's, it's all driven by expected payment dates on invoices and bills. Um, and the stuff, and when you reconcile that bank, you know, then you you know you're getting the accurate information. So it's a really, I think, extra string to um, to your bow to add as a natural next step uh that, that businesses just love when they actually get into it um and they're not getting it from their accountants.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I've I've been telling everyone this week that I've just taken on a client this week. Um, no VAT, they are VAT registered, but the accountants approving the VAT. Uh, the accountant's doing the payroll the accountant's doing the compliance year end and tax we are doing bookkeeping management accounts and cash flow forecast meetings mm-hmm. um once a month a cash flow forecast meeting with them and we're charging 900 pounds a month for that service and they are so excited to get started and and I said to them does your accountant offer this service and they said we've asked for it but they've never <clears throat> they said they'll get back to us with a quote and they haven't and it's just not not there so <clears throat> I'm I'm really excited to get started with this business because they are a million pound turnover business, but they have no visibility at the moment. And they're, they're like, we know we're profitable. We know we've got money, but we don't know what. To. So it is not necessarily about um, not having money. Cash flow, I think um, we were speaking, Colin, about the fact that lots of people think you only need cash flow forecasting if it's bad,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: actually you need it a fast growing business i have seen a fast growing profitable business can run out of cash really quick on it
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah and that's when that's when the scenario functionality becomes really powerful in float again you know if you've tried ever to, to do multiple scenarios on a spreadsheet it starts to get really complicated um and that's one thing that we've really you know i think we really cracked in Float, which is being able to just go in and say well you know we're taking on like we might take on a bigger office we might hire two more staff um and that might that there's going to be an upfront cost of that uh, over the next three or four months uh but we hope that that's going to generate more revenue in over you know starting in month six and you can go in and put that in as another scenario and just see the cash dipping down a bit more, more than it's comfortable but then starting to come up again and that's when you can start thinking oh that's great i can then you know at the end of the year i'm going to be able to take some drawings out of the business that I haven't been able to do. So it, it, it really does kind of, it's, it, it's about giving that confidence that you can mm-hmm. spend the money, uh, without, you know, constantly worrying about it again, sleeping at night.
1: Absolutely. And I think as well, what float is and what it's an unexpected, uh, benefit is it's fun. <laughs> so like, I actually really enjoy it. I mean, you know, when they say, tell us you're a bookkeeper without telling us you're a bookkeeper. Like how excited I am when I open up Float. And like, I actually find that I could procrastinate and be there for ages because I just love playing with it. It's it's like that gamification of this side. And I think sometimes, especially the, the profession we're in, we've, you know, we've been uh, told that it's like stale and boring and very clinical. Whereas this opens up the side of our brain of about what if... What if mm. this happened? Or what if that happened? And, you know, because you don't, we none of us know the actual future and we can, I mean, and obviously we have, you know, the expected dates when money's coming in and expected dates that the payments are going out and we can, you know, we can deal with the actuals as best as we can. But there is an element of this forecasting where we have to kind of play it and guess it and go, okay, what are you thinking? And that's kind mm. of fun
0: yeah yeah exactly like uh, uh, and depending on the type of business you're in you know i know every business is different i think we're realizing that you know our vision for float over the next five years is to start building different kind of modules for different type of businesses because you know it's actually you know if you're an e-commerce business you're going to think about cash flow very differently than if you're a you know beautician or you know a salon or something Uh, and if you're an agency again it's quite different again so what we realized you know, we, we, we realized we got a lot of agencies using float and we spoke to them and they told us about the fact that, you know, that one of the things that was hard was if you're building, if if they're getting, a, if they're taking on a new client, they might have, a, you know, three or f- um, four different associated costs with that client that they're taking on. They might have to hire freelancer equipment, um, video companies might need, you know, to hire a location to shoot at. And all those things go into a project that they may or may not win. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to get paid over maybe four to five installments. So trying to put that into a traditional um, table is quite hard. Then they had to, we were like, well, how can we help them see where all those things that they've put in? And we just realized that it wasn't really up to scratch. So we've added this new project's functionality in, which we're really excited about, because what that gives you the power to do is group a bunch of costs of income and, and, cash to, um, and cash in and cash out together, and then just turn it off at a flick of a switch so you can sort of see, well, if we win project A, B, and C, then we're fine. Um, and if we lose project, you know, D, E, and F, you know, that puts us in a bit of a cash, you know, tight position for maybe, you know, a couple of months. And when you combine that with scenario, mo- the scenario feature that we already have, then you can start, it's really, really powerful. And again, just that like, what if p- taking on and off, it's just, it's really, you know, it just, it's just exciting for businesses because if they've been given a spreadsheet from, you know uh, even an fd we've got one one uh, client that was telling me my fd gives me these spreadsheets and i can't play with them i can't try stuff mm-hmm. because i don't want to break his spreadsheet so actually having that sense where you can go in and you can try stuff um it just it's really you know empowering and that's that's what we want to offer
1: yeah we just we introduced float to um their uh ux experience customer user experience um company and um we because somebody has just asked is float to be just used by the bookkeeper or do you let clients use it as well so what we do is and this is the beauty of float as well you can't break it the actuals are actuals that's coming through from zero sage quickbooks wherever you are you know linking from and then the forecast is is a forecast so um it you're either going to be you know on target off target and um but you can It's down to the business. The business, and this is the beauty. This is why it's so powerful. You know, we keep we've talked all this week about everything is about communication and that connection with your clients. And this is so. I basically only you do float in my business. This is how I connect with my clients. I have a team who do the bookkeeping i have a team who do um, month's end the fact returns the payroll the management accounts i will record a video about my management accounts and then i always say to them our best service is you get a monthly management accounts with a video and then you jump on a call with me once a month and we go through your cash flow forecast and that's what i do and i absolutely love it because if it's if it's good or bad doesn't matter either way i can add value in those moments And not anywhere, like there's nothing amazing that I'm coming up with. I'm just pointing out what's going on and then having a chat with them about what can we do about this? How can we make this better? I'm not running their business. I can't physically bring more sales in, but we can have a chat. And it's always, you know, what gets measured gets managed. So when we know that there's something they need to do, they and most of the time when I say you've got a £2,000 gap this month, are you going to, like, how are you going to fill it? They come up with the ideas and then they go and implement it. And then they go, oh my goodness, I filled that gap. Thank you for that. It's just pointing out where, where the issues are. So mm. absolutely. I love it. So this user experience client, we had their initial meeting, obviously they're very tech savvy. Okay. Because that's what they do. And when we went back for their next meeting, they'd created five scenarios, <laughs> for what the future looked like. And they were like, Oh, my goodness, I love this program. It is amazing. Then what we do is if they are really competent, and they're going in there every, you know, once a week or whatever, then they just pay for the software. And if they don't want us to have a meeting with maybe they drop down to having quarterly meetings or every six months just to check that, you know, just because they want someone to go through it with them and see, am I missing anything? Have I missed anything? But out, um with my salon owners, I might have a meeting with them every month for three years because they are not confident in it, but they love going in and it gives them that peace of mind to crack on and they know exactly what they need to do to, you know, fill any gaps. Whereas other people can just run with it. And I really want to empower them, like I say, exactly how I use it in my business, but I understand they might need some hand holding. And also I've got business partners. So I jump into, so I manage floats and I'm like tinkering with all of the forecasting but then I will jump on with my business partners once a month and say this is what I've got and then they might say oh have you thought about that project and I'm like oh my goodness Mm. no I forgot and then so it's it's powerful to collaborate over but also give you those if you was to wake up at 3am one morning go oh my goodness have I got enough money for the cork tax bill you could go in there and manage that and have a look yourself which is amazing um I'm just thinking of does um Question from Bernie. Does Float allow separate entities per tracking in zero, i.e. we track via site and would like forecasts via site?
0: Well, actually, not at the moment, but we are. It's something that I know they're working on as we speak. So tracking categories, um, we had to rebuild a lot of stuff in the back end to make that possible. Rebuild our whole integration with zero, but mm. we are doing it um, because we want to get tracking categories in, especially for projects as well. Like I think projects, we one of the things of projects is you put in placeholders for costs that might come up in the future, and then we can suggest you know you replace those with actuals as they come in. Mm-hmm. Works slightly differently than the, than the traditional way web using float, but tracking categories again are going to be really helpful there of the assigning. Though you know we'll be able to automatically. Um, know that certain costs are associated with certain projects but yeah tracking categories is on the list uh and uh you know it'd be great to get feedback on that
1: absolutely and i've and that is something colin that i've uh loved about using float is that the um you are constantly in development you're constantly adding new tools um and features and um i'm having to learn as i go along we're actually um getting my team because we get more and more clients, especially in the times that we're in, like this is a no brainer. They want this information. But as I'm the only one doing these meetings, I'm putting all my teams through the float certification at the moment and getting them to be more confident. And how I'm doing that transition is getting them to set up um Things ahead of the meeting, I will do the meeting, but I want them to go through. So, how float works for anyone that hasn't had a a demo is that you can see the actuals, and then you can set up a budget going forward for what that's going to look like for the next up to I think it's up to thirty six months. And then we tend to look in there, and it tells you what the average was over the uh, what last month's actual was. Uh, what the last three months and last six months averages were so you can kind of look at those and think okay I'm going to put that budget going forward we we tend to spend this and you know we Go down and I we, oh, will create something like a Vodafone budget or an EE budget, or you know, well salaries over the on average over the last three months have been this. So let's push that forward. What's our average pension costs? And you can go down so granular. So I'm trying to get my team confident in doing that ahead of our meetings. Whereas at the moment I just go in there and do that live, and then gradually I, I will be there on the meetings with them to do that. But to begin with, and like I say, with all software use this for your own business, like, Mm -hmm. use it for your own, if you understand, and this is what someone said, my, um, my passion for uh, float is contagious. Yeah, Joe's love for float Mm -hmm. is contagious. And because I use it in my business, and I benefit from it, I'm very much, I would never sell or promote anything that I'm not using and not loving myself. It just feels icky to me. So I can't, I can't sell this service to my clients unless I know it's going to really benefit them. Um, So using it myself has really helped uh, me with that. Um, Oh, Someone said, sounds great, would really be helpful to a couple of my clients. I'm sold. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, Okay, so When we're doing a uh, cash flow for somebody, what are the metrics and key indicators that we need to be? Like small businesses need to look out for, um, especially when there's a recession. What do they need to be thinking about?
0: Yeah, um, I think you know one of the big things in 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 a business is just making sure you're getting paid on time. Um, I think a lot of businesses, you know. I hear stories of uh, businesses that when people go in like a bookkeeper go in and just realize there's so much accounts receivable that they haven't, that hasn't been chased, it's sitting out. Um, you know, and you can check, I think zero and, and another kind of solution will show you, you know, the debtor days and that number, but I, as a business owner, I just find that number really boring. Um, just like it, it's some, it's a bit out of my control. Um, and, you know, often there's edge cases and things that push that number around. So what we really like to track is, um just you know when you set expected payment dates you know how accurate are you on those expected payment dates? how many Mm -hmm. how many times a month because the float you know will will actually show you when you're you go over your expected payment date rather than over the due date because often we have to send the the due date on invoices often you know kind of you know i would i used to send invoices out on this and they were due the same day um knowing that they're not going to get paid probably for a week or two but so that's when I'd you know, but I'd still set my due date as the day that I'm sending in with, and then put the expected date in float, um, and that's the kind of metric that I'm tracking. Mm-hmm. Am I how accurate are my predictions on getting on hitting those 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 metrics? I think, you, you know, you only you know really, and the business owner will know, you know, what they should be expecting realistically, and you can work on techniques and tactics to get that faster, but certainly. It is about going into the list of overdue bills in the first place and making sure that there's no ones that that are unnecessarily uh, longer than they need to be
1: yeah and then and then what happens is with that it opens up the conversation of Okay there's an issue here with credit control how can i support you mm-hmm. is there something you know can yeah. i can i pick up the phone would you like me to send statements um do we need to engage a debt collection agency and um, would you like me to do that for you like this this is the beauty of it it's you you're going in and seeing where the issues are and you can offer a solution then and there
0: yeah and you could cuz you can play around with those expected payment dates you could say look here's the forecast if we get these payment if we get these bills paid on this date uh we're fine if we don't <laughs> we're gonna have to think about getting some finance in place um mm-hmm. and you want me to look at overdrafts for you that kind of thing but you know we've got it gives you the it gives you the reality of here's the situation we either you know the next step after that if we can't get paid on time is what bills can we push back that we're not going to mm-hmm. pay ourselves it mm-hmm. allows you to have that sense of like i know we want to pay that person but we're gonna why don't you write to them and ask them if we can have another seven days while we're waiting on, you know, a few things to come in. So it's that, it, it's often the managing of that, you know, at the tight end of the wedge, it, that's the kind of, you know, level you can get to. Um, but yeah, I'm the other things for me are cash days remaining. Different businesses will have different aspirations for that. You know, we, you can, you know, depending on how optimistic you are, some people will put a a, a sales budget in which kind of makes the business look more healthy than it is. It's kind of aspirational. You can take that budget out and it will actually show you what's really going to happen if we make no more sales in the next, you know, X number. Mm-hmm. what's the number and we'll show you the number of the day that you go into the red um, or below a certain threshold if, if you want to keep it safe. Um, so you can actually set that and use that number as a kind of driver for here's our number, you know, we've got 93 days, and that might be fine, or it might be really scary. So it's just all yes. about what the business has appetite for.
1: Mm, absolutely. Pers- yeah, everybody. everybody's different. And you know what, that is something, Colin, that um, I used to get asked this a lot um, by different business owners, and I never knew how to calculate this. So people would say to me, um, if I make, didn't make another sale, how long have I got until I run out of money? And that's yeah. really hard to figure out if you haven't got something like this. Yeah. But now I can just go, delete that budget. There you go. You've got 36 days. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then it's over. But again, people like knowing that number. And then mm-hmm. with that, again, could be a KPI. Okay, let's look at this next month. Can we make yeah. it a few days longer? How do we keep pushing this down? And, and I really love as well this at the beginning because I always start with the income and the sales and we look at what you know okay we was hoping for this last month actually you've gone over that let's change this budget that and then we start looking at okay so your staff members they've you know they got targets you know so for salons they tend to have targets and I'm like it looks like you know they're hitting those targets let's readjust those targets so then mm-hmm. it goes kind of goes into coaching and mm-hmm. like helping them to run their business mm-hmm. and realize okay so are we going to have an incentive this month for staff on selling retail what's you know what would you what are they going to get and we start talking about how they're incentivizing staff Mm -hmm. It just opens up the conversation to so many things. So you don't have to start with that. If you're not, I didn't start. When I started using float with my clients, it was very much, let's see, let's put in some numbers and have a look at the, the line and whether we go into the red or whether we stay in the blue and are we okay? And it was very kind of pragmatic. But as I got more confident and as I started using it myself more and more in my business, I'm thinking, well, how am I using it and what do I want to see and what the conversations I'm having in my head as I'm using it, I can start having those. So I think it's a case of if you're listening and thinking, oh, I'm not confident to have that conversation yet, that's fine. I wasn't either. I've been using this, you know, since the end of 2019, I think. So um it's it's come like with anything. I'm now going into this every day with clients. Obviously, the conversations have started to change, and I'm trying to change it up because I'm I'm trying to always add more value and things like conversations around bounce back loans. So, you know, when I started, bounce back loans didn't exist. So there was no conversations. But now when we look, we go, OK, you've got a pinch there. Would you, you know, uh, you can take an option for paying interest only on your bounce back loan for six months. And they're like, oh, can I do that? I'm like, yeah, you can do that three times over the course of the loan. And they're like, OK. So if, and then if we put the interest only in for that section, they can say, right, we're out of it. So it's just it it's just enables you to add value constantly mm-hmm. i believe
0: one other cool thing you can do joe is um, because you can select the different bank accounts you know that you're pulling in some people might want to say you know this is a cash saving i'm putting this cash in my business savings account which is my absolute rainy day mm-hmm. you know i my emergency money and i've built that up and i, I again it's my sleep at night am um, pot maybe it's 3 months worth of, you know, expenses or something like that. Um or maybe it's for VAT or tax savings mm-hmm. that you're putting aside. You can actually then put once you put that money and you can unselect it in 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 the bank settings and float and it it will almost be like that's not there. So your cash that you're playing with is your working cash and so you're not think, you know, you're not having to think, well, uh you know, you're almost taking that money out so the business isn't thinking it has that money because it's set aside for another purpose. So that's quite nice to be able to do that as well um, I love and just that. kind of use the operational cash
1: definitely because i've had that so many times where people are like oh i'm saving and they're their they're nice blue lines getting bigger and bigger and oh, i've saved and then they pay their they pay their self-assessment tax return and it's it's yeah. it's, it's disappeared um yeah. so yeah it's really good i think something that we need to be aware of with that is obviously things like starling where you've got savings pots and so that money is always people are saving for it but it's being used as part of the work in cash so i have to have that conversation like if you don't want it in the cash flow if you want to forget about that money you're going to have to put it outside of that like mm-hmm. the you know spaces that they have in uh saline mm-hmm. doesn't work okay we've got a couple of questions susie has asked can float be used as a standalone program without integration my employer uses a us program that does not integrate with float but i think this would be useful
0: mm. Yeah, sadly not. Um we our kind of core belief is that it, you, you know really the value we're adding is that live integration with software. So as much as yeah, I think there are use cases, it's just on the whole it hasn't been worth it for us at this stage to kind of make that available. Um so yeah, we do integrate with QuickBooks in the US, which is the biggest software uh, you know, in the US and we have looked mm-hmm. at a few others, but really that it's that integration which just makes it so much more you know you can't forget things as soon as something hits the 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 accounting software you know it's going to be in your cash flow which is the biggest risk for me that yeah something not you're going to forget something so it's probably you know if we don't have the live integration you know there are probably a few benefits to flow like the scenario planning that would be useful but it's really hard for us to put um to put it out in the world without that integration
1: absolutely and can you have clients that w- working on different software so jane said i work with yeah. clients using yeah, PPO absolutely. And yeah. Zero. so you can yeah as you add a new client in float you pick the integration so it's zero um quickbooks free agent
0: yeah we haven't yeah that's th- 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 there are three of those at the moment we haven't done anything else at the moment so yeah yeah,
1: yeah. um so um so just somebody, uh, oh, Bobby said, I started a trial a couple of weeks ago alongside another software, bad decision. I ended up cancelling both trials, going to look into Float again. <laughs> so you might get, wait, I'm going to give you um, Colin's contact details at the end so that you can reach out to Colin and ask him for um, like the next steps on how to, you know, get a trial and see what Float is about. But as I say, use your own business. Like if you, obviously you are, I'm hoping you are doing your own bookkeeping for your own practice on um bookkeeping software use that get that linked up um so if we wanted to add this as a service into our business how do we go about selling the benefits of cash flow to our clients
0: yeah i mean i think to be honest like what business owner doesn't want to know about cash you know i think they just almost have maybe given up believing that it's possible to get that kind of level because they've asked people and they know that it, you know, it's just like, oh, it'll take me three weeks to pull together a cash flow, and you know, so they're almost not really often aware that this is this is available. So if you say, you know, look, do you want me to pull together, a, a, you know, a rough forecast for you? You know, it's not, it's going to be, you know, I'm thinking more short term. I'm not going to do any kind of long term financial planning for you. But, you know, if you want me to do this, I can sit down and show you what we've got um, as a rough starting point. And then we can finesse it if you think there's value in it. I think, you know, you can, like you're saying, you can, because we pull in three months to start our cult, um, when we do our first import, which is quite a lot of data, you know, you can go back and and, and pretty much sort of see they're repeating, you know, where the, where they're spending money. It's all based on chart of accounts. So you can just fast forward. You can forward rent into the future, marketing costs. You can see all those repeating bills and invoices, they'll all be pulled in. So there's a lot of, you know, and we're working on, we're going to make this much better in the future. That's our sort of next up plan, but you know, you can do pretty, you can get pretty far just by looking at the historicals and projecting those forward. Um, I think once you've done that and you've had the conversation, it's, it's, it's really gauging, like, is this something they would be interested in? Mm -hmm. Um, because I think, you know, you don't want to do it. Certainly not something you want to do for free. Uh, but it is it's really a case of you know the the only time when we think a business owner might say i don't need that is if they're mis- they've never had a cash flow problem in their past they're, they're not aware of the dangers of you know even if a like you were saying at the beginning to a growing business that you know might run out of cash if they go too fast so it's just that sense of going well look let's make some plans as to what we would do if if the cash where do you want to invest that cash that you, you are sitting on you know if what if we you know took on three new members of staff or spent some money on a new piece of equipment you know i can quickly put that in and you can see the impact of that and they probably won't have had that level Mm -hmm. of you know speed before so it is really in the showing that makes the the impact i think
1: oh absolutely absolutely yeah you've got got to get in there and and show them their data i think that's the power of it showing them their actual data i know we can like show them a demo or whatever but when they actually see their own transactions when you're drilling down into the actuals and they're like oh my goodness i forgot i paid for that every month that's yeah. the other thing we're doing is like yeah. I, do you need that subscription every month and we're mm. literally reviewing their expenses and income every month through the cash flow. it's it's just so good so mm. um Someone's asked if we allow uh, the clients to have access. Absolutely. It's their data. They can't break it. And we kind of suggest that they, you know, we show them how to make a scenario. At the beginning, we just build out a forecast and um we take them through it and so and just every month i try and give them a little bit more confidence but i you know i make them realize they're the ones with the information of the future Mm -hmm. of their business in their heads i'm i can only go on what's historically happened but they know what's coming up and they're the ones that have to come up with the sales budget and um and targets for their teams and things so it very much is their data and i want them to get excited and take Mm. ownership of it absolutely and i know lots of people you know think well how do i charge for this how do i charge so firstly i mean for me i always i i charge for them using the software i always forward on cost for software but if a for float if an individual business was to go and take this themselves is it 39 pound plus vat that they
0: pay uh yeah 39 if you pay annually and 49 if you pay monthly
1: right okay so then my clients um, obviously i've got lots of them so i'm on a package with you guys where i think i pay six pound 90 per client um Mm -hmm. but i charge 20 pound to my Mm -hmm. clients. So I make money on the software, because straight away, I'm like, well, if you can go and get it, but it's £49 a month for you, or Mm -hmm. you can pay £20 for me, and I still make that. So straight away, make money on the software. And then I suppose over time, as my confidence has grown, um, and uh, uh, how it looks for us at the moment, we do a 20 minute, only 20 minutes, all my meetings with my clients are 20 minutes, because I want them in, I want them focused and i don't want to be talking too uh, we have a conversation about how they are and things but then we crack on with the work i used to do hour meetings and it meant that uh, they would they would drag on and we would fill it with stuff that we didn't need to fill it with so we we jump on we review what's happening where we were last month and then we look at the next few months out and just like tweak it the first couple of times it takes a bit longer um, but that's maybe work for me in the background as well to go and build out that forecast but on the call as well, I have me and I have the bookkeeper, the client manager. So what how we work is if I find something that's a bit of an anomaly, they will jump back into zero, have a quick look and say, oh, yeah, that's why you you paid twice for electricity this month because your direct debit got cancelled last month. Or whatever the reason that we've seen, I find it useful to having two people on. So for us, we charge £135 a month for a cash flow forecast meeting but there's two people on there we are doing a bit of prep beforehand and um and you know and helping them and training them as well and as as soon as they're done and happy to carry on like I say we can drop it down to quarterly or we can drop off completely now at the beginning I wasn't charging that much um but now I know the value of it and I know the value we give in that 20 minutes Um, it might seem like 35, 135 for 20 minutes, but there's two people, there's prep before and, um, and training and we're kind of like helping teach them to fish for themselves. So, um, it's a great business skill that they're learning. So that needs to be put in, but you can, you know, at the beginning, I definitely was, I don't know, charging, I don't know, 20 pound for an hour at the beginning because I didn't, you know, that's how it started and then it's evolved over time. And those clients that were paying that at the beginning are now paying the 135 for the 20 minutes because they see the value in it as well. Um, sorry, have you got any ideas, Colin, about like how
0: yeah, people I would. Price? One, one idea is to really, you know, the, the, the first time setup of any software is a big piece of work. You know, like, mm. I mean, gosh, we looked at putting in Salesforce at our business once on and, and the cost just to, you know, we're talking, you know, 20,000 or something just to get set up. And then, you know, people were telling us like, well, you probably need an engine, a full-time Salesforce engineer to come and keep the data on track. So, you know, setting up software that's gonna, you know, be the underpinning of of your business is, you know, it shouldn't be cheap. You know, the first setup you could charge, you know, I thought. It, I mean, obviously, the, the, every business is. It depends on the stage. But if you're a million pound business, you can definitely afford to spend, you know, a thousand or a couple of thousand setting up something like Float as a cash flow piece of software that you're going to make confident financial decisions in and have, you know, real insight into your into your business that you don't have at the moment. So I would always do a setup cost, um, which is you know going to be because because you know when you set up Float, you, you see things that you might not have seen before, and the business will see things. Because to be honest i never use we use zero as, as our platform i never go in there anymore i'm i've not been into zero for such a long time but i will go into float because it shows me like if i see anything that i'm not sure about i can be i can look at it and go oh why are we over budget on marketing this month and click in it and see all the transactions that i need to see i don't need to go into zero mm-hmm. um and then i can be like you're saying oh we're still paying for that subscription and i didn't realize that like let's cancel that or you know, why do we you know who did somebody forget to turn off AdWords this month because we're, you know our spending seems out of control. So so you get the level that you need, but you might also need to go in and change chart of accounts and um, and say, look, the chart of accounts are a bit of a mess. You've always somebody maybe been in before you or the business has been playing around with it. There might need to be some tidy up there because that's really where you, you know the budgets are aligned in float to chart of accounts. Now you can group and stuff in float to make it easier. But there is often a bit of tidy up there to be, and they might give you, they might give you a spreadsheet budget, which is nothing, looks like nothing like the chart of accounts again. So there's a bit of a matching up process that needs to happen. And sometimes there's a bit of work involved in that. So I think it's always worth just setting expectations and saying, look, we want to, if you want to do this, you know, there is a setup cost and, you know, that's this that's the thing that some businesses will go for it. And if the business isn't convinced, there will be. Trust me, there are businesses that just will say, yes, I, I need this and I want this. And I'd start with those clients first.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a couple of questions before we go. Um, we finish up. So Someone said, I want to go and do the certification now, but have work to do. <laughs> um, and people loving that you do a certification because we are bookkeepers and accountants. We love a certificate um Kirsty has asked does that price include the cash flow report or just the meeting please um I don't produce a report it's like live all the time it's like you go in there and you look every single day and uh, you can see what you need to see the graph of where you're at you can download it you can create a PDF of a, and, and send off a report but I like the live cloud version of it um but you can produce a report to send that off as well and that would be included um in there any thoughts on that colin
0: yeah no i think live is always better you know we we you can you know we grab there's a download you can download um uh the uh, um the chart and just put that in a report if you want um send that send that over by email or you can download a csv file and do some work in that if you want again but i think nothing beats the live report and some people like to see some people are numbers people they like tables like numbers other people are visual they like to see the graph and that's all they need to see. I'm a visual person. I need to see, just show me the graph. Um, that's all we need. That's what we put in our board report every month. So yeah, it'll depend on the stage of the business. Some businesses when they're in tight cash position, it's weekly, you know, uh, like you're changing things on the fly, like, mm-hmm. you know, with new information coming in, this client's told us they can't pay us until next week. Um, that kind of thing. Other times when things are going generally well, it's just the monthly check-in that they might need. Um, But I think this ties all that together that ties in the the chasing of invoices and bills and the payments and timings and captures of that. So it would just be really depending on, you know, but be aware if you're if they're asking you to get into chasing, you know, if that that becomes another service really at that point, doesn't it? So
1: yeah, make sure you're charging for any additional services that come Mm. out of the work. And Kath has asked, does it work well with multi currency bank accounts in zero?
0: Does yeah, that's something um, we've we've put a lot of work into. So yeah, we we pull all the currency, we convert them into the base currency in zero. So you know everything in there will be converted at um, the exchange rate um, that we get from our provider on that. So you know any foreign invoices will be converted into the base currency.
1: Perfect. Jane has asked. She works with charities. Is it good for projects, income, and expenditure? Funders like to see where their money is going.
0: Projects, income, expenditure. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I mean, we're working on at the moment. So, yeah, the new projects feature could can really, um, I think, should really help with this. You know, you can show uh, a list of all your income and all your costs per project, and it will show you the, the essentially the. It's not really the profitability of the project, but it will show you the net cash movement, mm-hmm. so you can see is this project like is it is it efficient or is it is it um, just is it just a cost? So um yeah i think projects is getting a lot of work intention at the moment so any feedback on that would be great to hear
1: excellent uh colin thank you so so much it's been a very engaged very Mm. excited audience today um if you would like to find out more about float and what it can do for you and maybe get a demo then if you reach out colin at colin at floatapp.com he'd be happy to answer your questions and get you set up With float and uh, trying it out on yourself or on your clients. And um, I do highly recommend using it for your own business. However small you are, however, it's just there's something magical about working with your own data to realize how excited your clients will be to be able to see their future um, when it always feels, if if you're brand new, um, a bit scary. And I know I've spoken a lot this week about how I've been like playing with the idea of what would a million pound turnover bookkeeping business look like in three years time. And guess what, I can put all of those, those budgets um, into flow and actually look and see if I'm getting close, even though I'm just like playing at it. Why not? Let's have some more fun with the work that we do. Um, Colin, thank you so, so much uh, for your time today. It's been great. I think your inbox and you are going to be quite busy today um and um and and anyone obviously you know i love flow if you've got any questions you can reach out to me as well um so thank you colin for being yeah, with us today
0: thanks, Joe. we've got a great support team as well guys so you know that's one of the things we pride ourselves in so even in the app there's an, there's a little intercom button you can live chat and uh you know the team are really good at getting back there it's not always live but they're really good at coming back and answering questions on on anything you might have so just feel free to jump in there. You're in safe hands.
1: Thanks, Colin. Thanks, everybody. I will be back at 1pm with Charlie Day talking about how you sell in a recession. And back again this evening at 6.30 with Zoe to talk further about how we support our clients in our businesses and grow our businesses in this tough climate. Speak to you all very soon. Thanks, Colin. Uh, Take care.
0: Cheers Joe. Thanks everyone.
1: Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers Podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.